Welcome back to the Climb Podcast. Really hope that you guys enjoyed Tyler's interview last week. We got some really good feedback on it. So we're really excited to share part two, which is just a continuation. So if you have not seen last week's episode, it's right here on your screen. It's also linked below. Make sure that you watch that. If you're listening only, just go back an episode um, just so you can be caught up because we're going to pick up right where we left off. Enjoy. I can let them blur the vision. Kind of bouncing back to the business side of things. It's like, you know, you and you and Josh, man, like for those people that would like, I remember when I started, I'm like, these two dudes are out in the lobby playing foosball, getting heated about the game intensity. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like competitive, you know, but you also think about you two and like the differences you guys have. Right. Like you're a certain type, you know, from the financial and and, and then you got Josh, who's, you know, the people guy and, and like how you two come together, man, is, is really incredible. So, you know, I'd love to hear, you know, your thoughts on Josh as a business partner and, and like, why do you believe you guys work so well together? Yeah, I've given credit to a few different people here as we talk, um, but I cannot even begin to give Josh enough credit. Um, I mean, our, our partnership is awesome because we just balance each other out perfectly. Like, we are literally the most opposite human beings in so many different ways, but at the same time, uh, kind of our, our focus and our motivation and the goal that we're shooting for uh, is aligned, which is obviously important. But, you know, uh, like you said, he's the he's the, the people person and, um, you know, I'm kind of more the, the back-end finance guy, um, but we balance each other out perfectly. He likes hot coffee, I like cold coffee, you know, like, and, and it's just, it's freaky weird yeah. <laughs> how uh, whatever I'm good at, he's not good at, and vice versa, and the balance is perfect, and I mean, you guys have seen it over the years, and uh, ultimately, it's a it's a one plus one equals three kind of deal, you know, whether you're talking business or, you know, your significant other or whatever, like, when you've got two people with different skill sets that can come together and work towards a common goal, like you magnify uh, what you're capable of on your own uh, many, many times over and been fortunate enough. It was just random. It was just, uh, we stumbled upon each other. And I don't know, I I wonder sometimes like, you know, everybody has their natural skill sets and tendencies. And I don't know if like, you know, I got really good at this part because I knew he wasn't good at it and vice versa. Or, you know, I don't know how it all worked out along the way, but uh, we've done a great job of, you know, Tyler, you're great at this. This is your responsibility. And Josh doesn't question me and just trust me 100%. And the stuff that he's great at, my, my hands are off. And, you know, I trust you because we're, we're all fighting for the same thing here. And uh, a ton of trust and respect is developed. And we've had a lot of success. So it's been cool. Yeah, and I think when you think about leadership, a lot of people would think, I'm going to go find myself cloned into somebody else. But in reality, like, man, you, you hit a certain ceiling when you're only surrounded by people that do the same things as you. you know? And so that's like the cool thing is that you guys were able back then to put aside the things that maybe you see differently, but understand like, man, this guy can really help me and I can really help him. Right? And like, that, that's yeah, incredible. Yeah, you're, you're 100% right. And I mean, I wish... I had had that epiphany uh, early on in our relationship, mine and Josh, um, because we balanced each other out uh, incredibly well. But at the same time, we went like a decade straight of us just trying to, you know, two-man it basically. Um, And it wasn't until we brought 
other really, really good people into the business uh, and empowered them to do things that, you know, we figured out that, hey, <laughs> you know, as, as great as we are and as great as we balance each other out, like there's people out there that do some things way, way better than we do. And then, you know, that as much as anything, that was the point that the business really started moving forward is when, you know, we brought other people to the party uh, and people surprise you. They're capable of a lot. Yeah, that's cool. Great story for, for anybody that's out there trying to do it themselves, right? Life's a two-man game. Yep. And, uh, man, find somebody that can counterbalance you, right, or, or support you uh, maybe where you're weak or where you're strong or not that strong. So uh, let's get in. So, Tyler, a lot of people ask, you know, how to, how to balance work life. And, and you know, that's, that's a tough thing. Obviously, when you're first starting off running a business and the business is flowing through you especially – uh, but I know home life, very, very important to you. Uh, you know, your son's sports, similar to you growing up in sports, that's very, very important. Uh, you know, I've been to a football game uh, of the boys. Bryce has, has seen, uh, I think, Jackson play some basketball. And, you know, he said, uh, man, Tyler, he's one of the loudest he's in there, the stands, man. right? Like, he's so I know that's an Love important that. part of your life. What kind of tips do you have for people on maybe how to balance that? Maybe in the early days or how it's evolved over time? Or what would you recommend right now? Want the truth? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, it all depends on what you want in life. So if your goal is to get maximum dollars for least amount of effort, then we can talk about work-life balance all day long. Like if you really want to do something special, uh, if you really want to change the world, change your lot in life, move you know far far forward from where you're at today there is no such thing as work-life balance and that's just that's the truth of it like if you want to get somewhere special uh you can't have this like line of separation that exists between home and life and i don't answer my phone when i'm at home because i'm with my family like i love my family and i love my boys uh but for a long long period of time i mean i I probably wasn't there. I mean, I know I wasn't there for my family the way that I wanted to be, uh, and some would argue maybe even the way that I should have been. Um, but life is about sacrifice, man. And if you want to get something special, you've got to give, and you've got to you know, just realize that there are seasons of life. You know, if you're in your 20s or your 30s, like, that's the time to grind, man. You, you know, you only have that much energy once. You only have that much time once. So that's the time that... You know, you got to be on the, the same page. If you got a wife at home, a husband at home, kids at home, like it, it's got to be a, a teamwork situation and everybody's got to be fighting for the same goal and the same cause. And if, if you can do that, then, you know, your your work life and your, your family life bleeds together and it just becomes life. And everybody's fighting, you know, for whatever that cause is and you can accomplish special things. And then, you know, seasons of life changes and, you know, we sacrificed for a long period of time where you know both josh and i were working seven days a week on the trucks and answering phones until all hours of the night and you know all the stuff that you guys have done uh as well and then you know eventually you don't have to do that stuff anymore and somebody takes your place and you move up and other opportunities are created and you know now i get to go home every day at four o'clock and i get to go pick up my kids from practice and you know go to their games on the weekends and you know, it's all well and good, but, you know, people may look at that now and be like, oh, man, he's got it made. Well, yeah, for 15 years, I didn't have it made, um, and that's what it took. So, you know, I don't know. All of that said, like, 
obviously family home life super super important and you don't want to neglect it and you got to nurture it and you know take care of what's important because you know your your family's everything but just i don't know there has to be alignment with the other people in your life of of what you're trying to accomplish i think you nailed it you got to be a team in those early years right and uh you know one thing that i think is is great and maybe we don't think about it a lot is you know i remember when i was a kid <clears throat> my dad driving home three hour drive from pasadena to ontario and i just knew hey dad's getting home late it was a long day for him like just make sure we kind of welcome him in and it was like you know that foundation at an early age led me into like i got no problem producing effort i got no problem working hard right because you saw that at a foundational piece in your early age which i'm sure the boys witnessed as well when they were young right but to make those sacrifices early in life so you could, uh, you know, and have the freedom or the time later in life to really enjoy, you know, the sporting events when they get good. Let's be honest, yeah. right? <laughs> T-ball's good, but, you know, I can miss a couple T-ball years to see those high school years. Yeah. Uh, but but that's really, really good stuff. Thank you. Yeah, and, and I also think, like, <clears throat> when you think about work-life balance, it's like, well, what are you working for, right? And so, like, for you, I know you're a big legacy guy, like, and so am I. Like, I want to leave behind a legacy. But as long as the people that you're trying to work for, so a.k.a. your family or whatever that you're trying to bring the money in for, you you can't have that without going to work and putting in the grind and putting in the sacrifice. And, like, I think that's something you learn later in life, you know. But, man, if you can have that as, like, that inspiration every day when you come in, it makes it easy to go to work. But it's all about being intentional with the time that you do have outside, man. Coming coming alongside you, playing golf with your kids, coming to see, man, you're, you're an awesome dad, man. And I think that's why it may, why you make such a great leader, you know? Um, so appreciate really appreciate you for that, man. And so at Southwind, we believe anything, anything is, possible. is possible, right? <laughs> so <laughs> uh, that being said, Tyler, when in your, like along this journey, when did you really believe it was possible? Because a lot of people are like, I believe anything's possible, but they still have those doubts, right? And like, as human beings, doubts creep in our heads. But at what point in your journey did you say, damn, anything is possible? Yeah, I mean, we've been doing this for 17, 17 and a half years, probably two years ago, I would say, when it was when I finally started believing that truly anything was possible. Um, I don't know. I, I was literally just texting with my sister uh, about a different topic that's not relevant, but I, I said, you know, my, my sickness is uh, always identifying the, the gap between where we're at and what's possible. Um, so that, that's what I'm always trying to close, understanding that we're never going to close that gap. But even along the way, I mean, gosh, I, was, I remember like, oh man, if we could just do a million dollars or if we could just make a million dollars in profit in a year. Or if we could just get all the guys to show up on Saturday morning, can you imagine? Like the, the it, you know, yeah. always changes along the way. Um, but for the longest period of time, I don't know, they call it imposter syndrome, I guess, right? Like, you, yeah. like, man, I hope nobody figures out that we're not actually this good, right? Like I yeah. uh, definitely felt that, and to some extent that never goes away. But I don't know, at some point, Two years ago, I don't, there wasn't any like one big like thing happened that you know shifted the the mindset. I think it was just being able to reflect back on holy shit, look at how far we've come, uh, and you you start to recognize you know opportunities in the the world in front of you, and you have enough experience and knowledge and connections, and 
uh, just belief in yourself that like, wow, we can, we can do this, whatever, whatever this is. Um, we've come so far, farther than I know Josh and I ever thought could possibly be done that eventually you just hit this point that you do believe and yeah. it's cool. I remember, uh, kickoff, you know, we, we, you guys took me out to kickoff. That was probably like your 12th by then. Uh, <laughs> but I remember Josh going on a stage and he was on a podium uh, and he looked out at the crowd and he's like, we're going to do $60 million. Uh, I think it was the next two years. Or, and I just remember the, the, the silence in the crowd and people were sitting there thinking, this guy's freaking crazy. I, I remember that. We were at about $25 million at the time. And like, I think I demonstratively like put my, my head in my hands like, oh, my God, I can't believe he said that because I didn't believe at that yeah. moment. Yeah. Uh, that was 2018. I vividly remember that. Um, what the hell are you doing, man? Why are you putting that out there in the universe? Uh, and then the truth is that we just absolutely uh, crushed that in very, very short order. Yeah. So, man, that was inspiring. That's so you called it a sickness, but you know, I would it's, I would say it's Southwind's superpower. Like that ability to find out, okay, where is uh, the delta, if you will, right? Where is the delta? How can we fill in that delta? And then I think the operational, you know, the vision's here, but you find a way to make that vision happen by the operational pieces that you put in place and finding those opportunities where, you know, I know you're holed up sometimes in your office, you know, finding out how to save maybe a half a percent on a dump in Des Moines, Iowa or Boston or wherever the case may be, right? But it's always finding those opportunities that it has been the superpower uh, that has taken the business to where it's at in my mind uh, these days. So, uh, yeah, I, I, sorry to interrupt, but yeah, I call it a sickness. It's only a sickness when you don't have the proper gratitude on the other end. So like always identifying the gap and seeing what's possible and, you know, this is where we're at and this is where we could get to if we just push a little bit harder. Uh, and, you know, that can get tiring and exhausting, but it only starts to feel bad if you don't reflect back and have appropriate amount of gratitude for, you know, all the success that we've had, the people that have helped along the way. Um, gratitude's, I've found probably the, one of the key things in life is uh, just being thankful for everything because uh, not everybody's as lucky as we are to be able to operate in an environment where everything really is possible. A lot of people are working shitty dead-end jobs that they hate every single day, and we don't have to live that existence. Nobody has to live that existence, but it's a hell of a lot easier here than other places. All right. So I'd say, yeah, that, that gratitude's a big piece for our listeners that are out there doing their own climb right now. Uh, What's maybe another piece of advice you have for people that are on the climb, that are working hard right now, trying to get to where they're going, and maybe not knowing what the next step is for them? Mm, I would say abundance mindset versus scarcity mindset uh, is super important. There's not, a, there's not a fixed amount of opportunity, a fixed amount of money. Uh, I don't know, said another way, just, you know, victor versus victim, like, we can create our own reality. We can we can get to wherever we want to get to, and it's going to take time and effort and sacrifice. Um, but it's really easy to get into a negative mindset and you know not believe that things are possible or be resentful or ungrateful. Um, you know, I think it was LeDrew that I think he read a book. I wish I could remember what book it was, but uh, it's like if there's anything that's wrong in your life, anything that you're not happy about, you say, "What's my part in this?" Mm-hmm. Like extreme accountability, like just believing that if something's fucked up, uh, it's my responsibility to change it and fix it. 
uh, and believing that you have the power to do so. And if you can, if you can live like that, um, while having gratitude at the same time, anything really, really is possible. That's awesome. Yeah, man. And, uh, I guess we fired up. I guess we fired up. Uh, you know, when you think of, I'm going to add, you're one of the most humble people I know. Okay. But you've obviously had a ton of success, right? And right now I'm not going to say if you were to have to go out there and put a, uh, a resume together or things like that, but like, why should people bet on you? Like, why do people bet on you? You know, if, if, if I were to take all my chips, we were talking <laughs> poker earlier, we were talking poker earlier, man. And I would put all my chips in behind you. And that's just, that's just genuine. That's the genuine truth. Um, why do people bet on you? Do you believe? Yeah, it's outside my comfort zone, man. I know. I, like, I, know. I like to talk about I know. myself. I know. Um, I think that I operate with an extreme chip on my shoulder, like I have something to prove. And the truth is, I only have something to prove to myself. Like I, it wasn't. I don't know. I've always operated from that that place where I have really, really, really high expectations of myself. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll die before I lose. Like, that's just, that's the truth of it. Um, and whatever that looks like, I'll, I'll figure it out along the way, but that's served me well. Um, and I guess I've had enough success at this point that some people are willing to bet on us. Uh, I was sitting in a room the other day with a whole bunch of bankers and they were trying to give us loans for a whole lot of money. Uh, and I reflected back on the loan that I couldn't get that my dad and dad and mom had to co-sign the house over on. Like I, I couldn't get one person to believe in me uh, in the early days, and that lasted for a decade. Like, I mean, we'd go to kickoff in Vancouver, and Kansas City was a joke. Like nobody would look at us, nobody would talk to us. Uh, and maybe that's why I have the chip on my shoulder, and maybe there's other things in my life that cause that as well. But uh, the truth is, nobody's going to believe until you until you prove something uh, and stack up some wins. And that's why I say, just have small wins, man. Um, if there's one thing I've learned about life, it's that every human being has to feel like they're moving forward, no matter how slow it is. Like, just recognize and achieve some small amount of progress forward. Uh, and then you can build momentum and singles become runs and runs become wins and, you know, win a few games and people believe in you and then opportunity opens and then all of a sudden you're somewhere that you never thought was possible. So, I'm going to quote some of those. I'm going to go back and listen to this and quote some of those things, man. Yeah, I think people have been betting on you your whole life, man, and it's, you know, you've been delivering. Like when you look at the Super Bowl odds come out every single year, right? You have that team that's always the number one team, and you know you're going to bet on that team, and that's you, Tyler, in my mind. Uh, you know, leading the Super Bowl odds every single year, man. People know what they're betting on when they get with you. Now it's us now, though, man. Like yeah. people are betting on us. It's not just Josh and Tyler anymore, and that's the the coolest part about all of this um, is that when we're in the room with the bank, it's not Josh and Tyler. Like it's this this whole ecosystem that we've created. That's bigger than Josh and myself now. So awesome. that's the cool thing. Very good stuff. So give us, uh, you know, give us maybe a moment or two and in your life where, you know, you got knocked down and it was tough to get back up. Like, like a moment where maybe you were wavering whether you were going to keep pushing forward with where, you know, you wanted Southwind to go uh, or something that just 
and it was tough to come back from and you know was it hard to find the confidence was it hard to find uh you know fight through the adversity and push forward yeah so i mean the first thing that comes to mind is the paint business which we yeah. uh ultimately failed at so um yeah 2012 we had a we had a painting business um so we had started, I think we started the move in 2010, if, if memory serves. I mean, maybe it was 2011. I think it was 2011. And Josh and I were killing ourselves. Uh, I remember we were at a job one time. This is a little bit long story, but I'll, I'll tell it anyway. So we're at a job. We're hauling junk, and we're in two trucks, um, and we're, we're doing the jobs. Josh has a cell phone in his pocket, and it's the moving phone. Uh, so he answers move calls and books moves while we're hauling junk. Uh, at the same time, my phone beeped and we had a carpet cleaning job that booked. We had a carpet cleaning business at the time, too. Uh, so I'm like, okay, I got to go do this carpet job. I race back to the office, strip down out of my junk gear, put on my carpet gear, uh, load up the gear in my personal car because we didn't even have a company vehicle, go clean this carpet, go back to the office, unload all the crap because I got to get my kid from daycare later on, put my junk uniform back on, go meet Josh. At the next job, he's trying to lug couches out of a basement, one man in a, while his move phone is ringing, and we look at each other like, this is this is crazy, man. Like, we can't keep doing this. I'm sure you were just happy to see jobs popping up, though, Yes. Right? Uh, yeah, that was fantastic. <laughs> like, man, we can't keep doing it this way, but that's what it was like. And then on top of all of that, like, we started a painting business, and, like, that was the straw that broke the camel's back, uh, and it was too much, and... We had killed ourselves living that existence that I just described for quite a while, but um, we, we started this paint company, and I mean, I think we lit $175,000 on fire in about nine months, and it was everything that we had made probably for the, maybe the 18 months prior, um, and there, you know, we weren't doing millions of dollars. Like $175,000 was, I mean, more money than we could ever have imagined, and we were just young and arrogant and stupid and just running a thousand miles an hour, just thinking we were invincible. And then we hit a wall uh, and ultimately had to shut down the business and, you know, lost out on everything that we had worked for for the last 18 months in relatively short order. And that sucked. And that hurt really, really bad. And, you know, Josh was, he's a little bit younger than I am and his kids are a little bit younger and, you know, he was struggling and, you know, trying to, to support a, a family and kids and all of that stuff. And, you know, I was doing the same thing and it was hard. Safe to say that the lesson learned was probably the necessary lesson to take it into what it is now, though. Would that be fair to say? Yeah. Um, you know, about intentionality and scalability and systems and processes and having the right people in the right seat and, um, you know, just sheer, I don't know if it's testosterone, <laughs> ego, adrenaline, bravado, whatever you want to call it, just, uh, you know, effort and emotion gets you a long, long way in life, but it doesn't get you all of the way there. Like, uh, if you if you really want to scale up, if you really, really want to be successful, there's got to be a game plan and, you know, systems and processes and procedures and, uh, you know, the great coaches, they don't just wing it on game day. You know, they plan beforehand. And Josh and I were just trying to wing it every single day. We weren't thinking about the next day until it was there, and eventually that'll bite you in the butt. Okay. So this is, this is who's the greatest coach of all time in your mind? 
Well, Vince Lombardi. Vince Lombardi. I mean, not even close. Okay, but uh, <laughs> Not surprised. Belichick, Saban, you know, they've recently transitioned. They're pretty good, too. But, uh, you know, i got to go Packers all the way. <laughs> they might be in Southland eventually. You never know, man, with all these coaches around here. <laughs> we'll, we'll take them. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully they're not looking for the – the, the $25 million salary. Yeah, no doubt. Looking to impart some wisdom <laughs> no on us for a Give back. More if they do, it's price, like uh, yes. Otani where we'll, we'll pay him like in 2043. Exactly, yeah, like, deferred we'll contract. Yes. Yeah. You know, man, really inspiring, you know, everything you've kind of told us today and, um, you know, something that really stuck with me, you said, you know, in order for people to believe in you, you have to believe in you first, right? And as I think back about my personal journey, your journey that we shared on the last episode and now hearing your story, it's almost like those moments in life where it didn't go your way or you failed or you hit that wall and you're like, man, like who's going to get back up and keep freaking going? And to me, that kind of encompasses everything you said, man, was the one thing that was special about you, you didn't give up. Yeah. And to kind of accentuate your point, a lot of people want to be like, oh, tell me about the time that you lost and that like taught you how to win in some way is really just the, I don't know, I think it's a Michael Jordan quote. Like the only reason I won so much is because I didn't quit. And like, just feel the pain, like just run through, just keep moving forward, just somehow, some way. Um, I don't know, that's the lesson that I've learned more than anything else is just that man on the other side of that pain is success. Like I'm, I remember the first time we did a $100,000 junk month or $100,000 move month. There's like all these different milestones where it's like, oh my God, that hurts so bad. The amount of effort that it took to push through that barrier. Uh, and then we did it again the next month and it was only like half as hard. And, you know, it's just once you kind of cross a, a threshold, you know, it's like muscle memory, like push that weight, like you fight forever to, you know, hit a certain threshold. And then once you do it, like it's easy and you do it every single day. So is there any number that intimidates you right now? The B number? <laughs> <laughs> It's a long, long ways away. It's a lot easier to go from, you know, 100,000 to a million or 10 million or whatever. But I don't know. It's it's just about moving forward at the end of the day. Like, you can put numbers on the board all day long and, you know, make them really, really big. Um, But we're going to keep moving forward, going to keep creating opportunities for people and uh, servicing our customers and making our people's lives better. Uh, And ultimately, I mean, changing the home service industry. Uh, and giving the people something that they've never had before that I think they're gonna yeah. gonna really like. So absolutely, it's a heck of a lot of fun. Yeah, when you think about it, serving 350,000 customers—that's pretty impressive. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. I mean, that's you, insane. I think you said 501 trucks. Crazy. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. Stat check that with Marcus, man. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. I I think longingly for the, my two original junk trucks that are no longer with us, but 500 uh, is crazy. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes is. You know, the higher you climb, the better the view, right? And like now, people didn't, they didn't, they weren't taking pictures of when they were slipping on the mountain or when they were falling down and they, you know, or they were breathing heavy because it's hard, man. The altitude's crazy, right? And so we just talked about adversity. Um, to you, why is it worth it, man? Like, why is the climb worth it? Like, that's what the, that's what the pod's called, uh, you know, as we talk about people's journey. But for you, like, why is it worth it, man? Why is the climb worth it? Yeah, I mean, I could talk about my family. I could talk about, you know, opportunities created for other people and the environment and ecosystem, and that's all 100% accurate. But, uh, I don't know, it's just that concept of moving forward at all times. Um, That's really what it's all about. 
that's what's going to make you feel good about yourself and your life and where you've been and where you're going is just a, a man, a woman, whatever it is, like they've got to have a purpose and something that they're fighting for at the end of the day, something that they believe in. And I believe in this a whole hell of a lot. I uh, get a lot of pride and gratitude from it. And, you know, we could we could sell it all. We could, you know, do whatever. Uh, we've worked long, long enough and hard enough uh, Josh and I, that we, we don't have to do this anymore. Uh, but the, the thought of not doing it is so far outside of where my head is at uh, because it's the journey, it's the process, it's the fight, it's the climb, whatever. Like, that's life, man. <laughs> like, uh, going and sitting on a beach and getting fat and lazy, like, I don't know. Maybe there's a time and a place for that. I'm not at that phase of life yet, but moving forwards sounds a hell of a lot better than... Uh, not doing anything to me at this point so that's what it's all about absolutely man that's awesome well uh man tyler thank you thank you tyler we, we you know it was, it was tough to get you in the studio i know this is probably uh not on your, your top list of things you would love to do talk about yourself in here uh but you know when when we talked about the first guest you were at man and hearing your story and hearing where it all started from uh we truly appreciate that we appreciate you uh, and hopefully the listeners will definitely get a lot from this because you said a lot of great things today. And, uh, yeah, just thank you again for being on. So, Thank uh, you, guys. Thank you, Tyler, it. man. This is the climb. I can let him blur the vision. Started from the bottom, but I promise I'm a breakthrough. I ain't been on business. This is how I'm living every day. I'm trying to make moves. Focus on the mission. Ain't no competition anywhere that they gonna break you. They gonna need a village. They gon' need a village, cause they messin' with the realest. Woo!